0: So coming into our posture, relaxed in the body, relaxed in the heart, relaxed in the mind. Just like with the practice of Vedana, just every now and then you can ask the question, what's happening now in my heart, my mind? What are the qualities? There are actually so many qualities, so many Curiosities you could have about your heart and your mind as they are moment by moment. Is it easy to focus or is it difficult to focus? Is there a lot of fantasy present? Is there an irritation? Has the irritation turned into sadness? Has calmness arrived? Is there now joy arising out of the calmness? Is there pride in your practice? All these are different emotions, different mental qualities, and they change moment by moment. Not radically sometimes, but just check in every now and then. How is my mind operating? Could I put a little language to what I'm experiencing emotionally, mentally? It's not so much the objects of your mind, it's the process of your mind. So you might have the objects of memory, but the process is remembering or memory. It's not the object of your anger, so-and-so did, did me wrong, but that you're in the process of an angry heart and mind. So more, more taking delight or taking interest, deepening your intimacy in your heart and your mind. The other practice, and I'll guide us in this, is that every now and then you can say what's absent and what's it like that it's absent? So you might say, uh, grief is absent. Yeah, there's no grief arising right now. What's it like to be in the absence of grief? What's it like to be in the absence of uh, excitement? what's it like to be in the absence of happiness, if you happen to be not happy? So there's investigating what is happening, and every now and then floating in a question, what's it like to be in the absence of something? That's a little bit different than most mindfulness practices that only explore what is happening. It actually is elucidating to notice what's absent, And what is it like that it's absent? Often that's a way we can actually build more understanding of calmer states, because the details may not be as clear. To be calm is the absence of anger, or the absence of obsession. And then all the subtlety that's in calm becomes a little bit more accessible when you realize how much drama is missing. Again, this is not to overwhelm or confuse, it's just possibilities of deepening self-intimacy. We're patient, just do it breath by breath, don't be too ambitious. Yet every now and then, point the direction of your intimacy, your mindfulness, to the qualities of heart and mind that are present. With that said, relaxing into your physical posture, welcoming the attitude that we're open to experiences, open to the mystery of what's arising. You can use the tools of your breath or your body or sounds to collect yourself if you're too adrift And then every now and then ask, what are the qualities of heart and mind that are present in the flow of these experiences? And what if we called none of it wrong so that we actually could know it better? Oh, my attention wandered into thinking. That's what that's like. At some point I realized it and that's what that's like. He guided my attention back to my breath. And that's what that was like. It's difficult to get to my breath, and that's what that's like. There's a suppressive dullness, and that's what that's like. But aren't we supposed to be more mindful? That's what the question is like. That's a radical suspension of shoulds and oughts. So you can know the mind more directly, know the heart more directly. Oh sadness, let me know you. Boredom, let me know you. Irritation, let me know you. taking delight, taking interest in all the various aspects of heart and mind. See if you can suspend your preferences, possibly further open your intimacy with all the many aspects of heart and mind. The only subtle intervention is to increase your intimacy with what's already happening. We don't want to make the sleepiness go away. We actually want to know the sleepiness. We don't want to make the anger go away. We actually want to know the anger. If you're sleepy and you don't know it, that's a form of heart and mind that's not conscious. If you're sleepy and you happen to know it, then you're deepening this third foundation of mindfulness. Is sleepiness a static thing or does it have nuances and shifts Does it change over time? What are the qualities of sleepiness? Is anger a static thing? Is fear a static, unchanging thing? Or is it dynamic? How does it play? Does it register in your body or not? Welcoming some patience and some interest What's it like for the heart and the mind? Can you be patiently intimate with what's arising in your heart and your mind in the stream of these experiences? Do you find yourself liking and preferring what's arising in your heart and your mind? Is this the side of you you like the best? Or do you find yourself disliking what's arising in your heart and your mind? Or do you find that it's neutral these qualities, you could take them or leave them. Liking, disliking, preferring, these are also motions of heart and mind. We can take interest our mind in a fluid state, a clinging state, a resisting state. You can also ask the question, what is it like that such and such a state is not arising? What is it like that anger is not arising? Or if you've been angry for a while, what is it like that love is not arising or calm is not arising? Another way to ask a fresh question to tune you into the direct experience you're having is to inquire what it's like to have certain aspects of heart and mind not present. What is that experience like? If you find you ever get lost in exploring the mind, where you're too sleepy, too distracted, too swept up by passing emotions, too checked out, then it might be skillful to regroup, put a little more attention on the body sensations, just to kind of wake up and balance your heart and your mind. And then you can stay with objects to support your steadiness of mind. Or sometimes you can let go of objects and just see what it's like to stream through qualities of heart and mind. So over time you can learn a little bit more of the art and nuance of attending to your breath or sounds or body sensations as a support. And then for some people, directly accessing the field of the heart and the mind is intriguing enough. They don't need body sensations. They can go into the field more directly Everybody's different and we all change throughout the day. So it's one more part of building the skills. How can I increase my intimacy with the flow of these experiences? If it started off as fun and now it's boring, that's also an aspect of heart and mind to track. What's it like now if you've lost interest? If you still have interest, that's also an aspect of heart and mind, a quality that could be known if your attention has gone into an aspect of your heart and your mind that is difficult difficult to be intimate with some fears sadnesses some emotions some mental states you can visit it's okay to take a break regroup visit again later on. And if certain mental and emotional states are dominating and making it very difficult to stay conscious, not be swept up by them, then it can be skillful to lean more into the intervention. See if you can do more to dispel the intensity of whatever is making it hard to be present. Wake up if you're sleepy. Relax if you're stirred. Come into gentle kindness if you've been surfing through anger and resentment. If the states are hard to know, it's skillful to rebalance. And if you can know them without rebalancing, then you're deepening intimacy with that part of your being